welcome to Soberish, the Mind Your Fucking Business podcast. My name is Jessa. I'm your host. I'm here today with a download about your interdependence bill of rights. It's probably going to be echoey as fuck and not that great of audio because I don't feel like bugging Mark right now. So I'm using my old setup and I've been quite spoiled by his fancy microphones. Um, all right, man, we got a lot to get into. This podcast premise today is based on the idea that we are entering into a new way of living with a new consciousness, higher dimension. If that doesn't resonate with you, go ahead and turn off the podcast. Did you know that's an option? You can just turn off the fucking podcast or you can just listen to it and freak the fuck out, whatever works for you. Up until this point, we've been working from a codependency model. Codependency says that everything outside of you is what is real. Everyone outside of you is responsible for your feelings and that the experience you're having outside of you is your truth. Um, it's not a great way to exist. We do a lot of a meshing with things. We don't know how to fucking let go of anything. We're basically miserable because you're responsible for my feelings and you can never meet those needs. You can't give me happiness, so I'm never quite happy. I'm responsible for your needs and we tend to just fucking argue back and forth. Um, almost every relationship that you've ever been in is somewhat codependent, um, most likely, because it's kind of the way the society is built up. We definitely make it sound very romantic. We spend a lot of time trying to secure some permanent forever relationship, which isn't how reality works. Our relationships with our parents are pretty codependent. A lot of uh, being responsible for e each other's feelings. Our relationships with pretty much everything. Everything on this planet has been codependent. And so we've been learning how to kind of break free from that and get out of that enmeshment. And a lot of it is self-worth stuff. A lot of what we're doing in codependency is coming from a place of not loving ourselves and not finding our own peace and happiness within ourselves. And so what we do is we have shitty boundaries, we trample other people's boundaries, and we let other people trample our boundaries. We don't even know what the fuck our boundaries are. We don't even know what we want because we spend so much time making ourselves small for other people. And that was great when we were all a bunch of unconscious sims. But now if you want to move into a life, if you want to move into a reality where you are a god and you are creating every aspect of your existence, you're going to have to unemesh from the perception of others Stop looking to others to make you happy. Stop looking to things outside of yourself to make you happy and find these things inside of yourself. You're going to have to love yourself. Loving yourself often means saying no to other people. Often means letting people have whatever perception of you they're going to have. Because that's a lot of what we do. We think we're being a good person. What we think selfishness and selflessness, I can't hammer this home enough for you. If people expect something of you and you give it to them, you're doing that because you want to seem like a good person. Like if you don't want to give it to them. Okay. You see the difference here? If, um, somebody wants me to call them every day and I want to call them every day, I'm not being like a giver. Like that's not selflessness on my part. Selfless with an L that's, I wanted to call you every day. So like you got something, I got something. If you want me to call you every day and I don't want to call you every day, but I do it anyway because you expect it of me, I'm not being selfless. I'm not giving something out of just the kindness of my heart, out of pure desire. I'm doing it because you have an expectation of me and I'm making myself small for you. Even like every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, this person wants this thing. But like that would make you want to do it. So then we think like, oh, this is how I, how I am a good person. It's not how you are a good person. It's how you seem like a good person. And you're doing that because you're trying to earn love, which is supposed to be unconditional. It's a trauma response. It's called fawning. You should do what you want to do naturally all the time. That's a very controversial take. I'm saying that as someone who's learning how to master that in her life. And it just so happens that I want to help people a lot of the time. It's what makes me happy. I like to do acts of service. I like to cook. I like to buy people things. I like to give away money. 
I like to help people solve their problems. It's just something that I like to do. It makes my heart sing. I'm uh, not usually doing it to get something from them. I definitely have uh, tried to use it in the past to get something from one person in particular that I can think of. Other than that, it's just kind of what makes my heart sing. So I do it because it makes my heart sing. I don't need anything back from that person, but like I'll, I'm learning to like allow people to also give things to me. Um, that's not really me being selfless. It's just, I'm doing what I like. I'm doing what I like. I don't know that selfishness, I, it's a worker bee virtue. You're going to have to really pitch this one to me in a way that like, I think this is just a made up concept so that we can control each other. This like this accusation of selfishness. I'm not buying it because all the stuff that you do, like you sacrificing yourself and your happiness for what somebody else, cause they can't fucking uh, regulate their own needs. And I say this as someone who's asked people to make themselves small for my benefit. We've all done that. But that was like, you know, my problem, my needs, my, my desires are like my fucking problem. If I tell you that you're selfish for not like bending to my every win, that's my problem. I've done it. And it was my problem. I sound like someone from the cast of Seinfeld right there. So this is what interdependence is. Codependence is over enmeshment and we're all connected on the outside and we're like grabbing at each other and we're trying to get each other to meet our needs and it sucks and nobody's fucking happy. It just leads to misery, all right? And it feels like not a coincidence that we're all being separated right now. Everybody go sit in your own corner with whatever people you're locked up with and learn how to take up an appropriate amount of space. None of us take up enough space. We're all afraid of taking up too much space, and it's quite the opposite. We're all making ourselves small for each other. Figure out what the fuck you want and how to go after it and stop trying to look like the good guy. You're not going to look like the good guy. The better you get at like advocating for yourself and setting boundaries and going after what you actually want and makes your heart sing, all the people who think that their happiness is your responsibility are going to think you're a monster. They're going to think that you're a villain and that you're, you're punishing them. And that's just their thing to fucking figure out. One day, they also have the option of figuring out that their happiness is their responsibility. And if they want to figure that out tight, they don't. Also tight, not your circus, not your monkeys. Interdependence is when whole beings, whole creators of their own reality, master independence, and then come together in connections with other people. These connections cannot be sustained with a codependent operating system. That is a completely different operating system, okay? Codependence has a bunch of shit about how you're responsible for other people's feelings and to be a good person, you got to do this. It's all fine if you want to be in codependent enmeshment. How's that worked out for you this far? Interdependence has a completely different set of rules. This is your interdependence bill of rights. Number one, you have the right to be loved. Number two, you do not have the right to force somebody to love you. You see the difference there? You do have the right to love. You do not have the right to demand that from someone else. I'm going to say numbers. None of the numbers are going to mean anything. Number seven, <laughs> you don't owe anyone anything. I think the only exception to this would be your children under the age of 18. Other than that, you don't owe anyone anything. Every energy exchange that you take part in should be voluntary. All these like implied contracts that we have that we use to hold each other emotionally hostage out the window in the interdependence model. You don't owe anyone anything. You can choose if you would like to have an energy exchange with someone, but you don't owe anyone anything. Flip side of that, no one owes you anything. This is a tough pill to swallow. I have to point out right now that these are things that I've learned in the last year. And prior to this, uh, I didn't have any of this shit down. I like intellectually knew it. You know, I talked about it sometimes, but I was like actively in a dynamic where I trampled someone else's boundaries, made them responsible for my feelings. Um, you know, told them it was their fault that I was sad. 
didn't respect a request for space because I was triggered. And um, a lot of the things I'm going to say tonight are things that like I'm not. I in the past or the dog's drinking water in the past, I haven't been great at. And the cool thing about this is that you get to learn things, integrate them and then do better. Just be better. Just do things differently. You get to apologize to the person if that's cool with them and they want to they want to like, you know, let you do that. If you're still in your life, you get to just be different. But just because you have been guilty of some of these more codependent models, right? Of course you were guilty of these codependent models. That was the model of the society we lived in. Just because you were guilty of codependency doesn't mean you have to allow codependent behavior or like vampire behavior to come at you now, right? Okay, so you can, we can do both of these. We can be like, uh, I definitely thought someone owed me. I definitely tried to force someone to love me in a way that isn't how they felt like they loved me. So uh, I can learn that lesson and then just do things differently moving forward. No one owes you anything. Your feelings are your responsibility. You'll be so much happier, like so much happier when that really sets in. I've like really started to scratch the surface to this in the last six months and it has changed my fucking life. You know how much freedom there is in just taking full responsibility for your entire experience. That doesn't mean that nothing ever hurts my feelings. That doesn't mean that like abuse is okay. None of that means, but I can just like, hey, uh, these are my parameters. You don't want to operate in these parameters is a okay because you're also an autonomous being and my parameters don't exist to like force you into something, but like you also don't have to be here. Isn't that tight? I can have whoever the fuck I want in my movie. And if I don't want you in my movie, then you don't have to be in my movie. I don't have to have you in my movie and then be like, why aren't you in my movie the way that I want you to be in my movie? That's an impression of me from like one year ago today. You have the right to happiness. You do not have the right to make that someone else's responsibility. You have everything that you need within you to find happiness. That is not anyone else's responsibility. Those two things can be true at the same time. Sometimes that means accepting that you will only be happy without this person in your life, right? So you don't say, you have to be different so that I can be happy. That's not how it works. It's like, I need this to be happy. That's not who you are at your core or what you're interested in getting into. Therefore, I need to go find happiness over there. Or I need to find happiness here by changing my perception of what I think I need. But my needs are not something to hold someone else emotionally hostage. This is a big one. You have the right to express your feelings. You do not have the right to dictate other people's reaction to the expression of your feelings. This seems to be a misunderstanding. You can definitely express yourself. You should express yourself. If you express yourself to someone and they get triggered, that's usually a logical response. It's really the way that you should go into expressing yourself. If you actually give a fuck about the person that you are talking to, there should be an expectation that when I confront someone, I'm going to bump up against their wounding also, and they're going to get triggered. And if I care... I'm going to come into this when I'm ready to hold space for that. And we're going to navigate this together in a kind and gentle and probably very slow way. A way to tell if you're doing that or if you're trying to make someone feel like shit about themselves. Because it can get pretty cloudy when you're triggered and you have bad habits, you know. It can get pretty cloudy. Uh, the kind of statements that are you not taking responsibility for your own shit would be you made me feel this way rather than I feel this way. And I recognize that this is a result of my programming and my attachment system and everything else. And I am likely projecting that onto your behavior. Um, but can we talk through this? Can you let me know like what it is from your point of view? And recognize that when you tell someone that you're hurt and that it has to do with them, they have their own feelings of unworthiness. They have their own feelings of inadequacy or being innately bad that you're going to trigger and if you come at them with you statements, you are going to make them defensive because they're afraid that they're bad and they don't want to deal with that. And that's how you guys fight. But if you're honestly seeking a resolution, and a resolution doesn't necessarily mean that this person changes their behavior because that's not necessarily their responsibility. 
obviously this is not like advice for someone who's being abused or you kind of have to be dealing with someone that you can trust. Um, but these are interdependent rules. This is like gods dealing with other gods, right? These are, and when I say gods, I mean autonomous beings, creators of their own reality. This is how you create your own reality. You can't create your own reality and then be able to be tossed about because every other fucking person is responsible for your happiness. You have the right to express your feelings. That person has the right to their own reaction. Just because you wanted to express a feeling doesn't mean that they have to react the way that you wanted them to react. You have the right to your opinion. I don't know that you have the right to offer that opinion up unsolicited. In, a, in an interdependent thing, I don't, I'm going to come back to that one when we talk about permission. We talk about crossing into somebody else's energy field with your energy coming over into someone else's video game with your video game. I'm going to get into that opinion one in a second. So, um, you have a, the right to a life free of guilt and obligation, guilt and obligation are shit. Sorry. They're shit. They're garbage. If you're still experiencing them, that's fine. You're working through it. You're transmuting it. I've had a couple of people try to come and defend it. I'm not buying it. Guilt and obligation. Obligation is a worker bee virtue. Obligation says you should do things you don't want to do. You should do things you hate. Do you understand the difference? Like people are like, well, what if you don't want to take care of your kid? I mean, I guess if you really don't want to take care of your kid, then like let someone who wants a kid take care of your kid. I mean, I don't know. Is that fucking reality? I don't think that's reality. You don't want to do the dishes? Don't do the dishes. You want to take a day off and just sleep? Just take a day off and fucking sleep. We're all so afraid, so desperately afraid of letting ourselves off the hook for five seconds or letting anyone else off the hook for five seconds. It's like, Jesus Christ, you don't need to feel guilty about anything. Guilt is innately duality mindset. It's this belief in right or wrong. It's a belief that you've been making mistakes. Like, of course, you made mistakes and they're okay. You're okay. You're good. There's nothing wrong with you. You have the right to a life free of guilt and obligation. You do not have the right to use guilt or obligation to impose your will on other people. One more time for the people in the back. You do not have the right to use guilt or obligation to impose your will on other people. If you find yourself wanting to make someone feel like shit in order to get them to do what you want them to do, you want them to feel small, you want them to feel like a bad person, you should seek a therapist. Guilt sucks. Shame sucks. It fucking sucks. We're all trying to escape it. It sticks to you. It's insidious. It ruins your life. You want to put that inside of someone else in order to manipulate them and bend them to your will? You have some work to do. I'm saying that as someone who's had to do that work, who does that work every day. If you have the desire to use guilt or obligation to impose your will on someone else, you are invading their autonomy. And that's not a virtue. That's old world shit like a motherfucker. You have the right to express your needs in a relationship. You don't have the right to use those needs to force someone else to conform to what you want them to do. An example of this is I have an anxious attachment system. I used to at the beginning of relationships because I wasn't aware that I had an anxious attachment system because it was my shadow. I would uh, run a big campaign in the beginning. I also am just very independent when I'm by myself. I'm very independent. I'm someone who always has a lot of things going on. And I present as one thing. And then I get into a relationship. And the relationship, because of trauma, fucks me up. The proximity. Someone close to me, it, uh, it throws me off. And then I get either anxious, preoccupied, or I just run away from it. Hold on, I'm having cord issues here. God, has this thing been banging into me the whole time? So last year I learned that about myself because it would like destroy relationships because I like wouldn't know what was happening and so then I would make it the other person's problem. I would feel fucked up and I would be like, well, I feel fucked up so it's got to be your problem. I just need you to do this so I can feel better and then they do it or they don't and then I'm like, oh, that's not it. I need you to do this so I can feel better. It's so, like... I didn't really understand what was happening. And I learned about my attachment system and then going into relationships moving forward, I'm like, okay, 
I have an anxious preoccupied attachment system, which means when you're out of my sight for five minutes, I feel like you don't exist. And I, you know, here are all the things that I know about it. Here are the things I do when I'm triggered. Uh, if I suddenly break up with you, it's because I think you're about to break up with me. You know, the, uh, if I feel like I'm taking your temperature all of a sudden, it's because I'm like trying to gauge whether or not I'm safe. If you're not in front of my face so that my, my mind can just scan you and determine whether or not I'm safe. I start to get a little bit squirrely. Here are the symptoms of that. And um, these are my needs. Like, these are the ways to fix it. Sometimes I just need to say, are we okay? And then I just need you to be honest, you know? Um, I could say, like, I need you to constantly praise me, and I need you to constantly check in on me. I need you to constantly do this. I need you to be available at all times. But I feel like... I'm never going to get better. I have this anxious attachment system. I don't uh, intend to be burdened with it my entire life. I'm trying to heal it. I'm trying to hack it. So like, how can we actually hack this? Like it is something that's present in my life. It is something that I am going to have to struggle through at the beginning of this relationship. So, uh, I need, I probably, and I offer this up in the beginning now, I probably need some help getting comfortable in the beginning. That doesn't mean you have to sacrifice anything but you're probably going to have to sit through a few annoying conversations while I figure it out. And then, uh, you know, I had to do this with Mark a little bit in the beginning, but like these conversations were like, okay, this is what it feels like. I am most likely projecting. Just need to check in on a couple of things. It feels weird. Um, are these things true? And he's like, no, these are things are not true. And then I was like, okay, then I will deal with my own programming and then it, it just went away pretty quick because it's just like honest about it I spent I waste so many fucking decades like hiding the fact that I was anxious and like I just had to like bring it out into the light and then work through it but if I made it his responsibility like well I'm anxious so you just have to cater to it we would do that forever rather we just like got through it in a few months love language is another one that I don't understand I didn't read this fucking book um but wouldn't the point I hear a lot of people being like, this is my love language. You need to give me love this way. Wouldn't the point of knowing someone else's love language be so you know what it looks like when they're showing you love? It's like my love language, I think, is acts of service. But does that mean I need other people to give me acts of service? Am I incapable of perceiving? Like, I know this person. Their, their thing is gifts or whatever the fuck. So if they're giving me a gift, I know that they're telling me that they love me. I don't need them to change their love line. How does that even work? You want someone to change the way that they express love? You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not particularly good at certain like expressions of love. And if you wanted me to like do that, I don't even know how, why are we, why are we doing that? Why aren't we just like seeking to understand each other rather than telling other people how to be themselves? That's a big issue with autonomy. People are who they are and you decide if that works for you or doesn't work for you. And people change also, and they have the right to fucking change. It used to be a legitimate indictment in a relationship to be like, you've changed. Like, you know how dumb that is? Think about that. Think about who you were one year ago and who you are today. And imagine that it used to be a legitimate indictment to accuse your partner of changing. It's like, yeah, I, I fucking hope so. Why haven't you? Find out what someone else's love language is and then know that like, oh, when they're doing, when they're buying me gifts, that's how they say I love you. That's beautiful. I know their language. I can receive their love the way that they give love rather than being like, you give love wrong. What the fuck? Codependency is wild. This society is set up so fucking weird. When you really think about it, it's weird. Who are you in love with? Who are you interacting with if they're, you think they're wrong the way that they do it? It's who the fucking person is. I'm like, I sound, because I can't not sound sanctimonious. These are all, like, I'm talking to myself a year ago, I promise. I'm just talking to this, like, programming. It's fucking nuts. And I don't know what this book said, but, like, did this book tell you how to find out your partner's love language so that you could tell them it's wrong? Because that's wild. You have the right to set boundaries. You don't have the right to use boundaries as a way to control others. 
boundaries. Someone messaged me on Patreon, I think. I never know fucking anyone's name, but they said uh, someone else uses the word parameters, and I love that because boundaries does sound like you're separating things. But I feel like boundary, like everything feels like a hard fucking slamming down door right now because we've never had them before. So a boundary would be like, I don't want to talk about this certain subject or um, I would like you to ask permission before you touch me. I do not want you to come over to my house unannounced. I need more personal alone time. Um, Things that aren't a boundary are I need you to have less personal alone time. Do you understand the difference here? Everyone has like, imagine everyone has a circle around them. And that circle is their own autonomous space. And when you enter into their space, that's on like the offense, right? To talk to them about them, to criticize them, their experience, to control their movements. That's you crossing over into someone else's thing. You don't have rights to do that. You have rights to define your own boundaries. What you are and are not willing to participate in. Boundaries are not expectations of other people's actions, right? So your boundary can be, I need a lot of alone time. And your partner can be like, I don't want a lot of alone time. And then you have to decide whether or not, there's going to be like an insufferable amount of communication while we figure this out, this transition out, by the way. So there's not like a cut and dry way to get any of this done. You have to be in a lot of communication. You also have to figure out the difference between a boundary and a threat. Because I think sometimes people set boundaries because they're trying to manipulate their partner in, and I'm just using like relationships mostly because they're the easiest, but I'll get into family stuff in a second. When I say partner, I mean friend, parent, whatever. Decide what you are and are not willing to participate in, but then you have to stick to that. The boundary doesn't mean that the other person has to do what you want them to do. The boundary just means like, this is my boundary. It's, they can be flexible. They can be bendable. Be honest with yourself though. If your boundary is that you need more alone time and your partner is not willing or your friend or your parent is not willing to respect that, then you have to be, you have to be able to back that up. And these are how you show self-love, by the way. Self-love is an actionable thing. Show yourself love. Give yourself the things that you didn't get when you were a child. Take care of yourself. Stand up for yourself. You're not punishing anybody by setting a boundary. You're not punishing, and I, as someone who took someone else's boundary setting as punishment, I get it. They're going to have an emotional reaction. Guess whose responsibility that emotional reaction is? It's theirs, in case that wasn't uh, completely obvious. So you have the right to set boundaries about what you are willing and not willing to participate in. Those boundaries are not what other people are supposed to do for you. If the person that you're dealing with is not interested in respecting those boundaries, you have the right to remove yourself from that dynamic. That's it. That's your options. Set the boundary or remove yourself from the dynamic. Now, does it make sense why none of us have boundaries? Because we're all terrified of abandonment. We're all clinging like fuck to every goddamn connection. We think we have to make ourselves small. We don't. You don't have to have any connection. Nobody has to be in your life. Nobody. Your kids, that's it. Most of the shit goes out the window with kids. It's a completely different thing. Other than that, like every kid, like you don't have to be involved in your family's life if they don't respect you as a person. Your ex, you like co-parent with, I don't, they have uh, lawyers and mediators, all kinds of shit. You don't have to deal with them. If they treat you like shit, you don't have to deal with them. It's amazing. It's like the only thing that the fucking overly involved system is good for. Saving you from needing to make yourself small for the benefit of people who insist on you doing so. But that means you have to wrap your mind around the terrifying idea that someone might be mad at you. Someone might, and I'm like, you like how I say that as if it's not my life's motivation. I'm working through it. People can think you're a piece of shit. It doesn't matter. I just like, I've spent so much time, like I'm so afraid of people thinking I'm bad. And then like just recently I was just like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. That's on you. I know I'm not bad. I know I'm not. 
none of us are really like, I don't, I don't, I don't go after anybody. I'm not like out fucking people up. I've made decisions that were in my best interest that other people attach their feelings to. That's not my problem. I have hurt people that I care about. And you know what? I got to say, I'm sorry in a lot of cases, or I'm waiting to say, I'm sorry, but I got to change my behavior and do something different. But all the people that I hurt, it's because I went out of my way to fucking make my pain their responsibility. Those are the people that I hurt. People whose, uh, you know, feelings or agendas were attached to my life choices, not my problem. There are people I love, like love out there who think I'm a bad person because I wasn't great in the connections with them. And I just have to fucking, it's okay. So I certainly don't. If the people I fucking love got hurt by me, I certainly don't give a fuck what people who treat me bad think. Who gives a shit? Not my problem. I can't live my entire life trying to stop everyone from being mad at me. I'm never going to live my life. You guys have to just be the best person you can be. And if other people need to project their wounding onto you and, and write you into a villain story so that they don't have to take responsibility for their own shit, so fucking be it. We're never going to get anywhere as long as we're all stalled out, trying to make ourselves small for everyone else. And may I point out, nobody was happy in that model. This is my issue with all of it. I'm only challenging a reality that like sucked, right? Codependency didn't bring happiness or fulfillment to anyone. Those relationships you're afraid of letting go of, are you, in, are you fucking happy? I wasn't honest about what I was capable of or what I wanted because I didn't want to lose somebody. I lost them anyway. And now they think I'm an asshole. I have to live with that. It's all right. I get to be better for the next person. I was an asshole because I was making that person responsible for my feelings. Nobody's responsible for my feelings but me. This doesn't mean that people in your life don't make mistakes and you can't be like, hey, I feel weird. Like, I, you know, we have this situation or whatever. And for the most part, like when you come at it without like trying to convince them that they are deficient as a person, people will be like, oh, shit. Okay. I didn't even think of it that way. Let me do differently now. Boundaries, when you start to set boundaries, when you start to set parameters, will feel like punishment to people who have been your vampires. Just know that. And for some of you, those are like straight up, I've been trying to get away from using the word narcissist, but like, you know what I'm talking about. Straight up vampire connections where people are like legitimately feeding off of your energy, legitimately malignantly taking from you. Those people are really going to freak the fuck out when you set boundaries, but also just people that are like, you're just in a toxically codependent relationship with them. It's going to feel like punishment. I can tell you as someone who was on the receiving end of someone else just trying to set boundaries with me last year, I did take it as punishment. Then you know what happened? We uh, stopped talking and I figured it out on my own that that person was within their rights to set boundaries and I'm making it sound like super huge. I'm just talking about a relationship, like just a regular codependent relationship. I'm making myself sound like a true piece of shit, but I kind of feel like one. But it was just the kind of shit where it was like, oh, there's a heated exchange. And then he would say, you know, I don't want to talk for the rest of the night. And to me, I was like, oh, you're leaving me. You're like leaving me here with these feelings like you're trying to punish me because it did feel like he was trying to punish me. If you think that someone's trying to punish you when they ask for space, then like your relationship's probably toxic or you have to work on your own trust issues, which was my biggest thing. Someone gets close to me and I feel vulnerable, then I just assume, I used to just assume that they're out to get me. That's my own childhood wounding. I work through it and now I'm not suspicious when people say things like this. This is the amazing thing about the process we're in. You get to heal and do better. You might pick up on the fact that they take it as punishment and then you might think that you're a bad person because you are hurting this person. You are not hurting anyone else by sending boundaries about what you are and are not available for. That's their shit to work out. That's not your shit. I did have an experience last year with someone who I was connected to who I think I had a little bit of a codependent connection with and as I was learning this shit where I was being a vampire, I started picking up on vampire stuff from someone else. And so I set some boundaries about like, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to participate in this. And this person got extremely abusive, um, told me a bunch of terrible things that they knew were my worst fear about myself, sending me long paragraph, like coming at me, coming into my space. I was not doing anything to them. They were coming into my space to tell me about me. That's how you can tell the difference. 
Okay. That's the difference between a vampire. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything to you right now other than telling you I'm not available to, uh, save you from your own life or not available for the amount of time that you want me to be available for. Like I'm setting a boundary for myself and then you come to my space to tell me that I'm bad. And then I just didn't, I know enough about this kind of exchange that I just didn't. Okay, cool. Please stop contacting me. And they try to get me on the phone. They get me on the phone. They're like, oh my God, you mean so much to me. I love you. And I'm like, okay, this is love bombing. I'm familiar with this. You're just trying to lure me back in so you can tell me I'm bad about again. I'm not participating in this energy exchange. I do not want to have this energy exchange. And then they just looped for a while. I just didn't re-engage. And they're just like, you're hurting me. No, you're hurting yourself. I'm withdrawing from something that feels extremely toxic right now. If you feel compelled to come tell me that I'm a piece of shit, that's your fucking, go say that to a mirror because that's what you're doing essentially anyway. I'd also like to get into this like other virtue that doesn't make any sense to me. Why are we so obsessed with calling people on their shit? Have we not figured out yet that calling people on their shit is just projecting our own shit onto other people, right? I just like stop meddling in each other's lives. Everyone I've ever called on their shit, it was because I had a dog on the fight, a dog in the fight. And I have totally done it, but it was always like a secret hidden abandonment wound on my part. It's like, oh, I want to tell my sister that she's rushing into relationships too fast, but it's actually just uh, that she doesn't talk to me as much when she has a boyfriend. Oh, I want to have an intervention for this addict. I never agreed with interventions. I know like one point zero 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 one percent of people get clean at them. Actually, that's not fair. I'm not going to say that. Of the people I know. I do actually know some people that got clean at interventions. However, often when people come to me and ask, what should I do? My sister started using. I'm like, you got to let it run its course. And then you yourself have to deal with the possibility she might die. You have to work through your own feelings about your sister's choice to do drugs. But you have to let your sister, an autonomous being, ask you for help. And um, I don't actually know the stats on interventions. Please don't at me about that. But usually, to me, it seems very counterintuitive. Unless there's a new way of doing it. But to me, I'm like, well, an addict is like, like inundated with shame and guilt already. Do we need to get them into a room with everyone they care about so that we can read them a letter about how they're hurting everyone? Is that, is that what we need here? Is that going... That feels like, is that like the poison is the cure? I don't understand. And also it just feels like your desperate need to drag this person out of a life experience that they've chosen. And I always said that the reason that I got in and out of drug addiction so painlessly is because my parents were uh, recovering addicts and they knew you just have to let the person figure it out. Like be there. Like the second I was like, all right, I'm done. They jumped in and helped, but nobody drug me to a rehab. That's your project like that's your thing i get it it's scary she can't save people from shit that is an area where i am a boundary trampler man do i love to save people from their problems that couldn't possibly be me trying to save my inner child or prove my worth i have learned how to ask permission this is a fairly recent skill also learned after fucking up that last connection hold on let me make sure Oh, we'll come back to that in a second, actually. All over the place here. I want to talk about the shadow side of empathy. Okay, most of you who listen to this podcast are some sort of empath. Empath means you can feel other people's feelings. Uh, it's not quite as fancy or rare as uh, we think it is. It's actually just kind of the energy of 5D. Not everything that you feel as empathy, that you experience as empathy, is actually the other person's feelings. A lot of times what you are experiencing is a projection of your good qualities onto someone else. I spend a lot of time in readings trying to uh, pep talk someone out of some type of narcissistic connection. Sorry to use that word again, some type of vampire connection. What I mean by that is they have a person in their life, often their mother, often their mate, who uh, builds them up and then tears them down, builds them up and tears them down, brings them close, pushes them away, criticizes them. Like you should be criticized. Like If you have an inner critic that is telling you that you're worthless and selfish and lazy and not good, you want to heal that. If there's someone outside of you telling you those things, that's not good. 
There's not anybody that should be in your life doing that. You can't convince me that that's virtue. As someone who's like trying to work out their own shit or they're feeding off of you. When people tell you that you're bad or deficient or not good enough or not hot enough or not uh, powerful enough or or not thin enough or they tell you that shit, you like squirt energy out. This is the rant I was on all of last year. That's a narcissistic connection. That's a vampire connection. Okay. That's someone who's feeding off of your energy. They tell you that you're not good enough and then you fawn to try to win their approval and then they feed off of that energy. And then rather than advocating for yourself, standing up for yourself and then no longer being involved in this connection, people have a tendency to project their own good qualities onto the person who is playing the vampire. And in those situations, they're like, oh, well, I've done this before. Yeah, we've all done it before. That doesn't mean, listen, a person can be coming from a place of wounding and also you don't have to give them your energy. Okay, those two things can coexist. This person can be actually in pain. This person can be capable of being good. This person can be one with you in the higher dimensions and also you don't have to let them be abusive to you. Those two things can coexist. The shadow side of empathy is where you use empathy as an excuse to allow someone to treat you poorly. There is a cost for letting someone in your reality who wants to convince you that you're bad. You will pay for that. They will have a profound effect on your reality. They'll have a profound effect on how you experience yourself and your experiences. It fucking means something. Your perception means something. And your perception of self is very important. And we are all trying to learn how to love ourselves. Now, what are the sheer fucking odds that we're going to master loving ourselves when we allow people in our space who want to tell us that we are deficient? You don't need anyone in your life to tell you you're deficient. I promise you, you have plenty of that going on in your head without it. If someone feels like it is their job in life to tell you everything that is wrong with you, that's their shit. And they don't need to be given audience from you. You're not going to save them You're not going to make yourself so small that they eventually reciprocate. You're just going to pour your energy into them. They're going to continue to eat it up and you're going to shrink. Especially those of you who are having a hard time creating what you want. Like there's, there's energy that has to be built up. Your cup has to be full to truly like create the reality that you want. Therefore, there can't be anybody near you who's got a fucking siphon in the side of your cup draining it out. You're not going to be so good to someone that they suddenly become a good person. Surround yourself with people who have chosen autonomy as a way to be, who have chosen to take responsibility for their own thoughts and feelings, and you can coexist with them. Or, you know, they can be people who flail out but don't make it your fucking problem. You don't need critics in your life. I fail to see the the virtue in criticism. I had to, like, face this recently. I had, like, multiple people say to me, like, people close to me. Close to me but, like, were feeling uh, abandoned by me at the moment, I guess. Because I have notoriously have too much on my plate everyone's getting 5% because I have five jobs and uh, am trying to start a nonprofit and am also trying to heal a bunch of fucking trauma. Two kids, you know, a lot. I'm busy. I'm not trying to fuck anybody over, but I'm busy. So I had a couple people who were hurt by that. But instead of saying, I'm hurt, you don't talk to me, I'm afraid it's because you don't actually care about me. Because we don't communicate like that yet, right? We're getting to that point. I had multiple people tell me, I think you surround yourself by weak people, yes men, so that they don't call you on your shit. And I was like, uh, my whole fucking life is this like self-awareness journey where I'm like, like, whatever. Uh, that doesn't resonate with me at all, first of all. This is not true. But also... I'm 43 years old. I'm somebody's grandmother. Do I need somebody to call me on my shit? Is that what I fucking, what are you possibly going to call? Like, uh, you don't like my life decisions tight. I'm like literally here for life experience. What do, what do you think isn't good enough about me? Doesn't it seem like something you should be figuring out about yourself? The fuck do I need people to call me on my shit for? I know that we think this is a virtue, but what? Everyone I've ever called on their shit was just me projecting my own abandonment on them, which is the exact same reason that people were saying it to me. You don't like the way I live my life? Tight. Don't be in it. 
I don't need anyone. Call. I've had like a couple people who listen to the podcast. Just don't listen to the podcast. I don't, I already have an issue with thinking I have to like take on everyone's criticism. That's a, that, that's an unhealed in the process of being healed wound for me. Trust me. There is no fucking megalomaniac in here that can't handle criticism. I can't handle my own fucking vulnerability. That's the hill I'm trying to climb right now. Up until very recently, I read every single YouTube comment about me anywhere on the internet. I sought out Reddit things, and not because I wanted to look for the good things. I sought out all the bad things that people said about me, and it was like a way of like cutting. I was like looking for people saying uh, that I wasn't funny or that I wasn't good or that I wasn't uh, whatever. And then I would like feel shame and guilt if I couldn't just take it. I just need to be able to take criticism. If I can't take the criticism, I'm weak. That's how I looked at life. That's how I lived my entire life. I hated my own emotions. I, I saw it as weakness, my own vulnerability. I hated it. I didn't know how to accept it in other people. I didn't know how to receive love. I need to be working tirelessly in every connection to prove my worth. And in like July of last year, I learned like, oh, I don't, ha I don't have to be tough. Things can just hurt my feelings and it doesn't mean that I'm not evolved as a person. I realized that when I was a kid and I got yelled at for crying, most of us did in the 80s, right? But I, got, I, raised, I was raised in like a rough fucking environment where the adults in my life talked to me like, shut the fuck up, you know, like, don't fucking cry. Like, they yelled at me through their teeth. And, like, every time I was emotional, it got punished. And I just put that part away and was, like, gross. But that's actually who I am. I'm a Pisces sun and moon, for fuck's sake. I'm extremely soft and sensitive. I'm very, like, dreamy and artistic. But I have a very tough exterior because that's how I survived. And every time the tough exterior wasn't my only trait, I would hate myself until I would cut myself. Not physically cut myself, but I, I like emotionally would like dig into these wounds by making myself take this criticism. And a lot of times I've like let people, as a result of this podcast, like come into my space and say things about me and say there's something wrong with the way that everyone's nice to me. Fucking I'm nice to everyone else. What the fuck is wrong? Like, does it come into a group of people that I've, like, bonded with and then act like this is, the, there's something wrong with this? We like each other. What the fuck? I don't need your criticism. If you have an opinion about me, you have the right to have that opinion. You have the right to fold it up into an origami star and shove it all the way up your fucking ass. Your thoughts and opinions about me are not my responsibility. And for you out there... Other people's thoughts and opinions about you are not your responsibility. You are good. And if people want to tell you that you're not good, that's their fucking problem, and you have the right to cut them out of your reality. We're so fucking afraid of letting ourselves or anyone else off the hook. I think we've had enough. We need to learn how to let ourselves off the hook. We need to learn how to forgive ourselves. We need to learn how to forgive others. We need to learn how to have grace for ourselves and for others, but first for ourselves, because what you consider giving grace to someone else is usually just hurting yourself, making yourself small. Because at the core, there's a part of us that believes we are innately bad. You are not innately bad. You have the right to happiness. I feel like I already covered that part. I want to talk about permission. This is interdependent shit, okay? It might seem a little bit over the top, but this is transition stuff. I don't think you should cross into anyone else's space. And I've been beta testing this. This was like with the criticism thing when people were coming in and like, because I was in it, you know, I was like, you're right, you're right. I need to be able to take criticism. I need to let people say whatever fucking thing they want to say to me and I need to just take it. That's like my, like my wounding. And then after it took a minute for me to be like, do I? And then I thought about it and I was like, do I do this to other people? And I fucking don't. You know what I'm really not? I'm really not critical. I'm not, I don't have strong opinions about what other people should do with their lives. I like to like, crack jokes and make fun of new age 
gurus or whatever. It's just me bonding with you guys. Uh, I have had some shadow stuff with that. You know, I hated the fact that some people did this for a living because I was supposed to do this for a living, I guess. You know, I had to accept that. I had to eat that shit. I do have a, you know, I like to rage about the rich and stuff. Whatever. At the core, I know, uh... I probably have some guilt about my privilege or something that I'm, I'm trying to off gas. Who the fuck knows? But like, I'm not going into those. I'm talking shit behind their back. Everybody should talk shit behind everyone's back. I'm just kidding. You talk shit if you have a podcast and you make it funny. That's the, that's the, uh, that's, um, article three, uh, 17 here on the interdependence bill of rights. Anyway, uh, listen, I fuck shit up all day, every day. Um, I'm not great, you know, and it's okay. Just like you're not great sometimes and you're fucking amazing. It's fine. We're all flawed human beings. Anyway, I can't, I'm not critical of people. I don't have like strong opinions of like what people should look like or how they should conduct their lives. And I certainly like if I love you and you're in my life, like I just don't like, I guess there are things I have pet peeves about. I just don't tell people that. You know, these people that were like, I'm just honest. I just speak my mind. I never like those people always like were like when I was friends with those people, I was always like, oh, they would always embarrass me, you know? They always say shit that I'm just like, you don't have to say that. You don't have to say every fucking thing that pops in your head. You don't just make people feel like shit about their appearance or their fucking like uh, their grammar mistake or their fucking like cute habits that actually make them who they are. Like you don't have to nitpick people. Like what? That's your fucking criticism. Put it away. You don't have to make people feel like shit. You don't have to come in and confront people about everything you don't like. You're not gonna like things. This is my movie. When you step into my movie, I think you should ask permission. I think we need to ask. I ask people's permission for like. Now it's gotten to the point where I don't even offer advice. Obviously, I give advice for a living. It's implied when you send me money for it. But like people in my life, and this is, you know, this is a tough one I had to learn. Uh, people like to vent. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I vent. I don't know. But I'm like a problem solver. Like I want to solve a problem quick. Every like every problem is like takes me a minute to like troubleshoot. And like that's my specialty. That's like if you're looking to get a reading from me, I'm much less of a fortune teller, much more of a call me with an actual problem, and I yo I'll solve it. Um, I stop doing that. I stop imposing that on my friends and partners and family members now when they have a problem even though i'm chomping at the bit because you're really dangling a carrot in front of me i'm like hey can i offer my two cents right now because i'm stepping into your energy i'm stepping into your movie i'm offering a perspective that's going to affect your movie and i respect you as an autonomous god so i'm not just going to walk in there because there are no like everyone's living their own movie from their own perspective there's no fucking absolute truth in this shit so it's a big deal to step into someone else's thing. And if I feel antsy to affect their movie, I have to ask myself, what is that? Usually it's that I have a dog in the fight. Usually it's that I want, I'm attached to their outcome. I'm clinging to them too hard. I'm trying to secure something with them. I cleared a lot of that shit out. Everybody can come and go from my life as they please. And the second I start to feel squirrely or whatever, it's because I'm holding on to somebody too tight. So I ask people's permission. Can I offer you, do you want help with this? And I also have the right that people who just want to constantly be in crisis and, and don't want help, I can say like, this, this shit triggers the fuck out of me when you're like constantly in crisis. So you have to find a different friend to vent to because uh, I don't like having a problem in front of me without just being able to solve it is frustrating. So like I'm, I'm available for exactly this much venting. And then after that, I'm probably just not the right I love you and we can be friends, but like, I'm probably not a good vent friend. You get to set a boundary like that. You don't get to like say like, well, you vented. So I'm going to cross over and give you my opinion on your life. I think without permission, if everyone's a God, a creator of their own reality, that means I have my own reality and you have your own reality. And if you're having a problem in your reality, I can certainly offer the perspective of my reality but it's not absolute truth. And it's not exactly polite to come over and like start fucking with your script or changing your perception. 
your perception matters. Your perception of yourself and the perception of your reality matters. That's why you have to be careful the stuff that you're taking in. I can listen, I can look at the news and it doesn't affect me. This is all just looks like a fucking TV show to me. If the news affects you, you have to be careful about what you're taking in. If you have people who are critical of you and they affect your perception of yourself, you need to deal with that. You need to cut them out. There are a lot of people who can talk to me all day about what they think about me, and it just makes, I don't care. I'm an autonomous being. You don't have anything that I want. Why would I give a fuck what you have to say? They can talk all they want. Somebody who I'm like more attached to, have feelings uh, for, or like history with, or whatever, and they tell me that I'm bad, then, and that affects me, then that person, you know, like, you don't get to have an audience. Like, you don't get an audience with me. You don't get to affect my reality. I'm trying to create something specific here. You don't agree with it? Tight. Go make your own. Literally go make your own shit. You are not bad. You are not deficient. You are not selfish. You are not lazy. You are not the wrong thing. You are not the wrong gender. You are not the wrong sexuality. You are not the wrong kind of woman. You are not the wrong kind of man. If you have people around you who want to convince you of these things, remove them from the landscape. Free your minds. That is an act of self-love, and you will, it will pay dividends. If you are interested in living as an autonomous, interdependent being and in exchanging energy with other autonomous, interdependent beings, we have to change our way of doing things a little bit. We have to have respect for the other people's movies. We have to ask permission. You have to ask permission to touch people. Unless you already have like, you, you've established we're both touchy people. Consent, I love that. That's one of the things that the, like, the arsenal brought in, the SJWs, is this idea of consent. Man, did I think that every man that was fucking, I got drunk in front of had the right to touch my body. And fuck, do I love this new reality where I, a person with a lot of physical trauma, appreciate that we now live in a reality where people say, can I hug you? And I can say no and their feelings aren't going to get hurt. I don't have to have obligated hugs when I'm like not in the right space to be touched. Sometimes when people touch me, if I don't know you, it feels like my body's on fire. And I just lived my entire life thinking that like I owed that to people. And now I live in a reality where I'm surrounded by people who understand autonomy and consent. And it's no big deal. I mean, I'm putting off all the vibes. I don't know how to, like, there's a, there's a small group of people that can touch me, and I usually, like, let them know that, and it still takes a little bit while, a little while for me to, like, get good at that. Um, but I love that we live in a reality where people are like, hey, can I hug you? I'm a hugger. You like to be hugged? And I usually say, yeah, there's something about the consent that makes it a little bit easier, but sometimes I, like, can we not today? And they're not taking it as a fucking rejection because they understand consent. They understand boundaries. They understand body autonomy. Where did I get the impression that I was supposed to be letting people touch my body when I didn't want them to touch my body? We make kids hug fucking weird relatives they only see once a year. That's also how we all got molested. You named my vagina my hoo-hoo and then told me adults have the right to touch my body. So when this dude's touching my body, I don't fucking know he's not supposed to be doing that. We don't teach kids autonomy. We need to teach kids autonomy. It just didn't. They're autonomous beings. My kids are autonomous beings with their own thoughts and opinions and beliefs, perspectives. And I offer up my perspective in a very passive way. Would you like to know what I think about God? Would you like to know what I think about the universe? This is not what you have to think. You're your own being. I'm hosting you here. Let's have some fucking respect for other people. Other people are not batteries for us. We are responsible for our own shit. You want to know how to have all the cool shit in life? Take responsibility for your own shit. Someone's hurting you continually and shows a constant disregard for your feelings release the fantasy of what they would be if they would only. Oh man, did I spend some time in that? We would be perfect for each other if you would only. Probably wasn't even true. It's just, man, I have a fear of intimacy and it's so much easier to chase someone uh, who isn't what I want and like hang out with this fantasy of what they would be if they would just, rather than like dealing with what I'm dealing with now, which is like, oh fuck, you just like love me and it's fine. <laughs> And I'm just left alone with my own insanity.
which is actually great because then you get to heal it. Well, that was one hour and one minute of my fucking sanctimonious bullshit. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just putting it out. If you feel triggered by this, good. Listen to it three times. If you feel super triggered by this, stop listening to my podcast. You're probably listening to it for the wrong reasons anyway. Where you get the attention span to listen to something you don't agree with, I will never understand. I would like the chemicals from your brain drained out and turned into some sort of drug that I can buy from a pharmacy or something because that is amazing. I don't have the attention span for listening to an hour of something I like. If you want a reading, I don't know. Don't. Never mind. If you want a reading, jessarie.com, the Patreons, patreon.com forward slash jessarie. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at jessariedcomedy. The Imagination Project website is up if you want to fill out your page as a service provider. We will be up and running hopefully soon for applications for services. And then I came up with a couple other ideas for ways to help people. The donation stuff is a fucking mess and I'm waiting for the nonprofit status. But uh, we're going to get part of it up soon. I will hopefully see you guys next week.